Hey, it's Richard Marks. How are you? Oh, we're doing Wonderful. well. How are you? How's it going? It's going well. How about, can you hear us? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thought for a minute we had another technical problem, which is rampant around no. here this week. We just had it. Where are you? Uh, I'm in New York City right now. Oh, okay. Is that where you live? No. No, I live in in California, but oh. um, I'm here for about a week with oh, my okay. wife doing some business and hanging out and seeing friends and awesome then headed home in a couple days yay all right now my understanding is that illinois is like stomping grounds home home for you right uh illinois is yeah i'm I'm from chicago yeah i'm also a fellow illinois and i lived right around the champaign urbana area so just a few hours south of you yeah yeah i i've been uh living in mostly in malibu for the last couple of years and um i gotta tell you you know after all those years in chicago um i'm not really missing it (laughs) oh no malibu Well, I just moved down here to North Carolina from Illinois uh, back in August, and I'm the same way. We just had a major snowstorm that only dumped like a whopping two inches here, which, you know, you understand being in Illinois that that's, that's nothing. You can still find a golf ball in that, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just old. I'm just so... <clears throat> I, feel, I just feel like I did my, my time. I did my penance. Yeah, there yes. you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm just... I'm over it. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Well, tell us about the uh, the tour, the stop at DPAC here with uh, Rick Springfield. Uh, you're going acoustic. What what? Tell us about that show. What's that like? Um, well, I started doing um, a, a solo acoustic show probably around six years ago, and I, I had sort of dabbled in it before, um, just a little bit. Like I would, if somebody would ask me to come and do charity events in order to you know save money for them and save money on production and you know, especially if it was just four or five songs uh, as part of a charity event, I would just say, hey, I'll just bring my guitar, you know, I'll do, I'll do a few hits, solo acoustic. But I really never really thought about expanding it into an entire show, mainly because I have always considered myself such a hack musician that I thought I couldn't really pull it off. I knew I had the catalog, I had the, the songs, but it, that was just sort of, you know, I was just so used to playing with a band. And, and uh, the, my agent, my longtime agent, challenged me one day kind of called me out as being a coward and said you know you're just scared to do a whole show like this so we we booked a weekend down in florida and it was the most fun i've ever had i love playing with a band i I love you know interacting with musicians but the the solo acoustic show that i do and have been doing is just the most it's the closest thing to having just people over to my house to hang out and I can really connect with them and stories and it's, it's not, it's not at all a serious singer songwriter show at all. It's just me goofing around with, you know, my friends in the audience. And, and so that really changed my, my road life, you know, and, and I, I, I've been friends with Rick Springfield for a long time and, and he knew that I was doing that show and I suggested he try it. And so he started doing it, I think about a year or two ago. And then it just made sense for us to, team up you know we've been friends for i think 30 years or 25 years and and we live near each other in malibu and it just made sense and so we we've only done a couple of shows together but they just were crazy the the audiences went went absolutely nuts so we do some songs together and we each do our own acoustic set and it's it's just it's great that sounds terrific you know um when you said that your manager uh challenged you on it we're coming off the christmas season i get that big picture like in the christmas story i double dog dare you yeah pretty much it was i mean i can't i can't repeat the language that he used (laughs) and the and the names that he called me but um he knew exactly which buttons to push and i said okay fine you know what i'll meet your 
I'll meet your challenge. And I, and I said, if it goes completely down the toilet, I'm in you. But in fact, what he did was give me an incredible gift. Um, and I, you know, I think it's really kind of fun for, for performers like me now to be able to, to just do both. You know, it's, I, I, it never gets old. It never gets boring because I'll go overseas and do, you know, big venues with a band and then I'll come home or I'll go, you know, to, I played the solo, the solo acoustic show in Tokyo and Sri Lanka and Europe. And I, it's just, it's never the same thing. It never becomes a grind or, or boring. It's always changing up. It allows you to go back to basics because I'm sure the arrangement of you doing it solo as opposed to doing it with a band, you've had to probably make some changes kind of in the background before performing them, right? I mean, a little bit, but I mean, it really kind of brings it back to kind of the the form they were in when I wrote the songs, you know, because when you write a song, you know, I would write these songs either at the piano or on a guitar and then go into the studio and, and teach the band, whoever the, the recording band was in the studio, their parts, and we would kind of just build a, an arrangement of it together. So this just strips it back to its inception. And, and in certain cases, I actually think I prefer these versions, you know, I mean, I... There are songs like Don't Mean Nothing, which was my first hit that, you, you know, on paper you'd think, well, I mean, that's a really kind of fun rock song. How is that really going to come off with just an acoustic guitar? But there's something, it's like it it makes the audience um, be my rhythm section. You know, they can't help but stomp and clap in time. And, and I, mean, I always joke about it. Whenever the audience becomes my drummer, I always go, who needs a drummer? I've got you guys. You know? <laughs> Well, and it's, you said it right at a point that you have done this a lot as a, as a songwriter and helping other artists getting them on track. And, and that is something that you do in the background. I mean, we, we know your hits. We know that you have you know very strong reputation just with your own hits, but you've done so much work as a songwriter for other artists, too. Yeah, I started out as a songwriter for other people. I had hits as a songwriter when I was really young, before I had a record deal, when I was trying to get a record deal. I was making a great living as a songwriter for hire and a background vocal singer and and studio musician. And so I had a few years of 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 just being a songwriter for other people and I never wanted that to stop. So even I mean it you know it was it was more difficult in the heyday of those first ten years of my touring career because I was constantly touring and making albums, but I would always, if not every year, every other year, I would, I would take whatever time I needed to take, whether it was a few days a week and I would go do a project with another artist. So, you know, in the middle of my first tour, I wrote and produced a hit for a, an all girl hard rock band called Vixen. And then the following year I wrote and produced a song for the band Poco. And then, and then it just, I, I just always wanted to, um, keep my hand in it. And then when things started to slow down for me at radio and, um, you know, after that first decade of, you know, pretty much nonstop, it was such a great, um, place to transfer all my energy, you know? And, and so then I really, for, for, for quite a while, I didn't really do much touring. I was just writing and producing for just a ton of different artists and made a ton of music, you know, that, but if you don't read liner notes, you would never know that I wrote or produced those songs, but it's a—it's really—it was such a great experience for me, and I still do it a lot too. You've mentioned uh, here a couple times that uh, the fans are a big part of the experience of the uh, acoustics show, and also just a big part of what you do. 
Uh, do you have a favorite fan story, something that you could say, this is something that happened to me that, that just totally blew me away from a fan perspective? I mean, there's, there are a handful of stories that blew me away, not in a good way, but oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that. blew me away like, I, how did you think that that was okay to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, nothing really stands out as one thing. I, I've been really fortunate in that, you know, we all have, especially in the age of social media, you know, there are a lot of kind of crazy people out there that that type things, and I, I become aware of them. If you know the people that I work with will say, you know, you should just keep an eye out for this person because because um, they're saying weird things. But what I what I love is now the opposite of that, which is the interaction that I have with with the people that support what I do. I get these incredibly soulful, beautiful, uh, not letters, but comments and posts and, and people that, you know, want me to know that something that I wrote for my own selfish purposes is a, is a soundtrack to a big part of their life where they used a song of mine when they got married or when one of their relatives passed away or when their baby was born or they, you know, conceived their child to keep coming back or whatever it is. It's uh, it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, I'd, I'd say ninety nine percent of the interaction I have with with my fans is is that kind of thing, and it's uh, I'm I'm humbled by it. It's I'm I'm really grateful that they that they make a point to tell me. Hey, Richard, do you know the uh, lead singer of Foreigner, Kelly Hansen? He's in the Los Angeles area. Do you know him? I don't. He's a foodie. He's a cook, actually, when he's not doing mm -hmm. his, his thing. So uh, the curiosity is, as number one, are you a foodie? And when you're not writing, singing, producing, all of those things, what are you doing? Well, I mean, especially these days, you know, I moved to Malibu uh, a couple of years ago, and I got married, I got remarried um, uh, a little over a year ago. And my wife, Daisy, and I are, um, we're outdoor people, you know. So we, uh, I never, I was always into fitness and staying, staying in shape, but it, I was a gym rat. And when I met Daisy, she was as passionate about fitness, but she has to be outside. And so she, I, I joined her, you know, way of thinking. And so we're, especially where we live, you can't do this in Chicago for sure. <laughs> um, we hike, we, there are just these amazing hiking trails, not just in Malibu, but all over Los Angeles. I mean, the state that I, that we live in, the state of California is just, it's breathtakingly beautiful. There's just beauty everywhere you look. So, you know, a lot of our time, um, you know, interestingly enough is spent. I mean, one thing we don't do is watch TV or movies. I can't, I, I think in the three and a half years I've known her, we've maybe seen four films. We, we don't watch screens. We don't watch other people live. We live. We, do, we are <clears throat> constantly doing things and engage with each other. And, um, and so uh, it's not so much hobbies, but we are just always active. We travel for fun. We, we want to see and do everything. You know, we're, we're really curious people. Um, and yeah, the cooking thing. Yeah, we're both foodies, but we're both uh, vegan. So that's been a real challenge for us too, is to um, reinvent, you know, some of our favorite dishes that are completely uh, cruelty-free and with using no animal products. And Daisy's a great cook to begin with. So, you know, it's been uh, it's been really cool to see her come up with these incredible recipes and. Um, 
but yeah, we we're, we're totally we we love to eat. We just have to, you know, we're really careful about what we eat. So we got to ask the question: the acoustic show with uh, Rick Springfield and Richard Marks. What would be the food pairing? <laughs> food pairing. <laughs> oh my God, man! That's like Barbara Walters asking what kind of tree I would be. <laughs> You know what? I mean, That's a good answer. Brutally, the most brutally brutal answer would be, "I don't know because I don't care." Caring <laughs> <laughs> would be fair enough. Fair enough. But you know, it would still be a good pairing, of That's course. Right. No matter what it is, it'll be a good pairing. Well, well, I can tell you that I can tell you for sure that my pa- <laughs> my my pairing for every show. With or without Rick is a good martini. So there you go. Ah. There you go. Good answer. Good answer. Another good answer. <laughs> well, Richard, it was a pleasure to spend a few minutes with you and just coming on a personal basis because you talk about the fans and all the wonderful stories that uh, that they've shared with you. And I'm very much the same way. Uh, my my mother's a big fan of yours. I grew up listening to your music. Um, it was a way to, you know, just have a wonderful time with my family. So, I mean, just your music reminds me of my family at home. And so it's been an honor to have you on board with us for a few minutes today. Oh, I love that. That's so nice of you. Thank you so much. Hey, Richard, I would like to share too that, that um, you know, how you describe your relationship. It's like, oh, You've been at our house. When you find your soulmate, it's like things like TV and even, dare I say, radio don't really matter that much anymore, do they? No. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's to each his own. I know some people that, you know, that's one of the things that bonds them is that, you know, the TV shows that they love together, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, minimizing that at all. It's just that for us, we're really engaged. You know, we're, we've spent probably more time talking we like we've known each other for a long time but we we have a lot to talk about you know we we didn't know each other for most of our lives so we're we're making up for lost time thank you again for spending time with us and we look forward to the show it's my pleasure talk to you guys soon thank you thank you bye